Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Greet the church that is in their house. Look at that. Look at that little sentence. Now, you see, you read the Bible so fast, you miss the meaning and essence of what it's saying. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. The house is not the church. You see, Paul refers to the church in their house, which is not a building, but a body of believers. The church assembles herself together in sanctuaries. We assemble ourselves together. Many churches meet in homes. Churches meet in schools, hotels. Many churches meet in offices, apartment clubs. Uh, many churches meet in tents. There are churches who meet under trees and even underground to avoid persecution. We can go in the parking lot and, and, and really worship God and have a wonderful, worshipful experience. We can go out in that, under that pavilion and put some mic and some seats out there. And y'all, we can have the greatest worship service. Matter of fact, we might get some attention out there because we're too closed up in here. But sometimes when you get out, folk can be a better, we can be a better testimony before our own looking world. I hear music over there. I, what, what is that in my ears over there? What is the purpose of the church? I just defined the church. What is the purpose of the church? Acts chapter 2 verse 42. It gives us in that particular verse and a few others the purpose of the church. The scripture says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. According to this verse, the purpose of the church are, number one, according to this passage, is for teaching biblical doctrine. The church is about teaching the word, educating the people, indoctrinating the people of God from the word of God through the spirit of God. Secondly, the purpose of the church is providing a place of fellowship. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. Say koinonia. And the word fellowship, we'll be dealing with that a little bit more next week. Fellowship. The the church is for the purpose of fellowship for believers. Thirdly, the, the purpose of the church is for observing the Lord's Supper. The purpose of the church is for observing and commemorating, remembering the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord, his suffering, his anguish, the substitutionary, vicarious death of our Lord on the cross. The fourth purpose of the church, you see it in that passage, is prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer is one of the purposes of the church. Uh, what's another purpose of the church? Uh, is witnessing. And you see that in Acts 1-8, which says, and ye shall be my witnesses. 
in Jerusalem and beyond, that passage says, is for witnesses and the evangelization of people. You, we are in a time now where people need to hear the gospel with the coronavirus and all of these things. It's sadly, saints are talking more about the virus than they are Christ. We are in, folk, I, will, I submit to you today that we are in exciting times. We are in exciting times. People are worried, they're confused, they don't know which way to go. And you, we have the answer for the world today. We have the key to the kingdom and the key is Jesus. It's time for us to open our mouths and witness for Christ, according to Acts 1.8. And number six, the purpose of the church is Acts 2.42, the entirety, the the whole of that scripture is worship. Listen, when, when you continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and when you continue in fellowship, when you continue in breaking bread, when you continue in prayer, when all of that comprises worship, that is worship. When you're doing those things, when you implement and execute Acts 22, 42, you are worshiping Christ. And if you subtract the elements that we have just uh, forestated, then, then you have subtracted from the purpose of the church. For many weeks, churches in America and across the world have literally met in homes celebrating Christ through engaging in online worship celebration. And the church did not skip a beat, which is a great illustration for believers to understand that the building is not the church. Who out this building so long that we had to get the dust off the pews, get the dust off the pulpit. We had to you know, run the water in the water fountain to get the water going again. We week after week after week after week after week. But we were out the building, but that, that didn't stop us from being the church. We kept worshiping. We stepped doing communion. We kept praying. We kept fel- fellowshipping. We kept serving a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the homeless and all these things. We did not leave the Great Commission. The church is the spiritual body of Christ, of which he is the head. The church is the spiritual body of Christ, of which he is the head. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, it says, And God placed all things under his feet. What things? Everything is under the feet. Whose feet? Jesus' feet. God exalted Christ and he put everything under his feet and the church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. For the church. Not for the sorority. Not for the Masonic law. Not for the Democratic Party, the Socialist Party, the Republican Party. Not for a party. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Jesus is the great head of the church. He's in charge. It's his church. And we all need to bow the knee to Jesus and listen and do what he says. And the church will be a mighty army, a mighty force to be reckoned with when we do what the word of God says. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 also says, and he, who's the he? Christ. And he, Christ, is the head of the body. Draper is not the head of the church. The deacons are not the head of the church. 
trustees are not the head of the church. The elder boards are not the head of the church. Coordinators are not the head of the church. Uh, uh, influential members are not the head of the church. I know folk may be answering to certain folk and can't move unless they check in with somebody. But whoever you checking in with, they not the head of the church. I declare to you today that Jesus Christ all by himself is the great head of the church. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn. He was the first one to get up and stay up. Everybody else died again. Jairus' daughter died, died again. Lazarus died again. Various persons who were resurrected in scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, they lived and went to heaven and had to greet and come back and die again. But Jesus was the only one who got up and stay up. And he's the prototype of of the great resurrection that, that, that we, like Jesus, will get up and stay up and we will rule and reign for him at the coming of the Lord. He is the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have preeminence, be first, transcend all. The church is made up of all believers in Jesus Christ from the day of Pentecost. Get this, the church is made up of all believers in the Lord Jesus Christ from the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Until Christ returns at the rapture of the church. The universal church consists of all those who have a personal saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 it says some of us are Jews. Look at the, look at the diversity in the body of Christ. And it's diversity here today. Some are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized in one, into one body by one spirit. What spirit is that? The Holy Spirit. And we all share in the same spirit. What same spirit? The Holy Spirit. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit places you into the body of Christ. Now, you only have one baptism, no second blessing. And later on, you only have one baptism. Then you get saved. When we come to Christ, it's the Holy Spirit that works the work of regeneration in the heart of man. When we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are at that moment, at that divine transaction of salvation, we are saved by the Spirit. We are transformed by the Spirit. At the point of salvation, we are indwelled by the Spirit. At salvation, we are sealed by the Spirit. At the point of salvation, we are baptized by the Spirit. We are placed into the body of Christ all by the same Spirit at the same time. Now you have many feelings like it says over in Ephesians 5. It says be filled with the Spirit. That's an ongoing process, but, but many feeling, but one baptism. But we have all been baptized into the body by one spirit. What body? The church. And we all share the same Holy Spirit. You were saved by the Holy Spirit. I was saved by the Holy Spirit. How can we all be saved by the Holy Spirit? He's omnipresent. And you know what bothers me is that there is not enough emphasis being given on uh, the person of the Holy Spirit in the doctrine of salvation. 
Did you get what I, I said? A big thought. It might have just gone right by you. There's not enough emphasis being placed on the third person of the Holy Spirit as it relates to our divine transaction, our salvation to the glory of God. You listen, without the Holy Spirit, you can't be saved. You, you can't be saved. The Holy Spirit works the work of regeneration. I can't wait till we do a whole segment of scriptures, uh, 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 sermons on the, just the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Because there is really misconceptions, many of them, as it relates to the third person. And just because you say he's the third person don't mean he's number three and he's less than God. And he's less than Jesus. And Oh, they are co-equal. They are co-eternal. Uh, they, they, are, they, they are God. The one God revealed in three distinct persons. They, they make up the Godhead. You see them at the baptism of Jesus. And you see the Trinity moving in Genesis. All of the Bible, you can see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, my brothers and sisters, what validates that you belong to Christ is that you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit who lives in your life, who's in you to guide you, to comfort you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to embolden you. And on and on it goes. As a matter of fact, get this scripture in Romans chapter eight, verse nine. In Romans chapter eight, verse nine, it says, but if anyone... Anyone, anyone, I don't care how popular they are. They could be a Christian celebrity, a Christian whatever. Anyone, anyone means anyone. If anyone does not have, in Romans 8, 9, if anyone does not have the spirit, look, capital S, spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Christ. He does not belong to him. You say you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not saved. That's right. According to the scripture. You not say now some of y'all choking because you don't know doctrine. The universal church of God is all look is all those who have received salvation from faith through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The universal church of God is all those who have received salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, regardless of financial status. The church is for you. You broke, you can come in. That's right. You rich, you can come in. You don't get saved because you rich and you don't get saved because you broke. You get saved because you've asked Jesus to come into your heart. You, 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 listen, regardless of your financial status, that's why we are not build up people, puff up people. We have a number of celebrities and superstars who come in here and sit down. I don't rush myself back there. Give me your autograph. I don't want their autograph. Leave them alone. They could be lost. Give them a chance to get saved. They sinners who are in need of a savior. Let them go to a new member's orientation and get get the requirements of what it means to be a part of the church. Stop building these folk up and making them thick-headed and lifting them up in pride. You And you helping, bust, you helping lead them straight to hell because you're making much of folk who don't even know the Lord in many cases. I'm not, so, a long time ago in the other building, Dick Gregory came and one of the person said, Pastor, Pastor, you know who I'm saying? You just should. And all that, that was Dick Gregory. That, that was Dick Gregory. That was Dick. I say, so? I didn't walk over there and say, oh, you Dick Gregory? Leave Dick Gregory alone. 
Won't y'all say amen? amen? The ground is level at the cross. The ground is level at the cross. And we all get saved through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Regardless of your position, regardless of your background, regardless of your culture, and regardless of your ethnicity. That's why we don't have a problem with the races coming in here. We got, this is an international church. If I told, if I, you would be shocked if I just told all of you who are, who were not born in America and from other countries to stand, just in this group, you would be absolutely amazed. This is an international church. People are from everywhere. They can speak languages I can't speak. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says, there is neither Greek, Jew, nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Jesus Christ. You see, my friends, the church is comprised of those who belong to Christ. Because of placing their faith in him for salvation. There are some saints who have a Walmart consumer mindset. (laughs) Did you get what I said? There are some saints who have a Walmart consumer mindset who are looking for churches that offer full service amenities to attract people. So they, to, to attract people, they're using all of these things. They, they get nice coffee bars with, with, with chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal cookies, and little cakes and donuts to attract them in. Elongated praise and worship. You stand on your feet for 45 minutes praising, screaming, hollering, and jumping, and have three minutes of the word. The churches that have entertainment, you just get your entertainment. Let me tell you something. If the church is, if, if the church is about entertainment, we've already lost because I submit to you today, the church cannot out entertain the world. <laughs> you can't out, you can't out dance the world, shout the world. You can't out move the world. I, I, listen, they'll run rings around us. That's their element. We're not here for entertainment. Entertainment can't help anybody who's in a disaster, who's going through. We don't need no entertainment right now. We need Jesus right now. We need sound doctrine right now. We need prayer right now. We need Cornelia right now. We don't need entertainment. People need hope in the midst of hopelessness to the glory of God. In these churches, you got all kind. They have no sermons, just musical uh, productions. They have great plays on Sunday morning. And then you come on back through the week and get your midweek exercise program on, and just exercise. You just and get your dance going with it. You know that you know that dance where they go this way. You know where they go. You know what I'm talking about? Then they go this way and go that way and go this way. That ain't enough. You that's, you ain't getting your heart beat up no way. What you think you don't get to the church get, get to the business of the church it's just moving from side to side don't know Jesus don't know Jesus don't know Jesus getting your exercise now is that wrong with exercise and I'm not saying you can't exercise at the church but the, the church is far bigger than an exercise program did you hear what I said and then some churches, they got short sermonettes that speak to the felt needs of people. Feel good. 
trough, ice cream messages. When they leave the church, they just feel good. I am not here to make you feel good. I'm here to give you the truth. You need to you need to be able to confront the issues of yourself. You need to soul search yourself. You need to evaluate yourself. It's not time for you to be feeling good. Matter of fact, God didn't say feel good. God didn't say feel holy. He said be holy. Be holy. Let me tell you something about all these amenities. It is highly possible for the church to offer so many amenities that people miss Christ because of so many competing activities. Did you get what I just said? It it is highly possible for the church to offer so many amenities that's competing with the reality of what the church is supposed to be all about that people come to church and miss Christ because so much was competing with the Lord's church. I submit to you today, if we don't have those drums over there, we can still worship God. I tell you today, if we don't have that, that keyboard over there with that man, that brother over there, he can play and he can sing, but, but, but we can have worship without him and we can have worship without that keyboard. You see that big old mic hanging up there? I don't know if it's on all the time or not, but you see that big mic hanging up there? You know, that was a time when grandma didn't have that kind of mic. That was the time, but yet she could say, I, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Long as I live and trouble rise, I'll hasten to his throne. And she opened her mouth and the windows would open up. There's not even no windows to open in him. You, you, you don't have to have the drums to worship God. You don't have to have dances, all these things. I'm not saying that these things are bad and, and they, they have their place. But if we didn't have a dancer, if we didn't have, if we didn't have none of this stuff, we can still worship God. Worship God. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Worship God in the morning. Worship God at noonday. Worship God at night. Praise him in the sanctuary because God has been that good to us. We are alive and well and we have been kept by the power of God. You ought to be shouting because you could have been gone, sleeping in your grave. You're here today because God ain't through with you yet. Through all of your issues, through all of your suffering, through all of your illnesses, through all the stuff you've been through, yet you are still here giving God the praise, giving God the glory, giving God the honor. Blessed be the name of the Lord and all God's children said, amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And Father, we thank you for the message. Father, the people don't know that was just the introduction. <laughs> they, they just need to wait to part two. <laughs> Time is out to be playing church. Playing games. Coming to church angry, mad, pouting about no good stuff. All these folk dying all around us. We ought to be the most thankful people because God still has us here. And because he still has us here, that means we have worth, we have value, and we have a divine mission and purpose that you're calling us to fulfill. 
And may we hurry up and be about the Father's business to tell sinners that Jesus is on his way back and they better get right now in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you're here today without the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, believe on the Lord and you will be saved. God is in the soul saving business. I can't save you. The decision counselor cannot save you. Your mama can't save you. (laughs) Nobody can save you but Jesus. And Jesus is available to you right now. And we give you Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, with all this that's going on in our nation and world, this is not an American pandemic. This is not an American thing. This is a global pandemic. And we need to come to Jesus. If you doubt that you're saved the least little bit, you need to come see a counselor and say, I'm not so sure about my salvation. I want to be very sure. If you don't have a church home, or you like to make this church your church home, and the Holy Spirit's conviction is all over you about being a part of this church, because you need a word that's going to be straight, sound, biblical, doctrinal. We welcome you here. You want to know nonsense church, the church that keep the main thing the main thing, then this is where you need to be. Now, if you want to play and have parties and have little gadgets and amenities and little have fun things, go on down the street somewhere. This church is about Jesus. We're serious about the Lord. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, We have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.